My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to the special edition of this week's Oddscast podcast. I'm Don Leo, alongside Joe Delara, Terry Takes, producer Corey. It's the NFL Week 17 extravaganza. We have every single team playing playoffs on the line, playoff seating on the line, a couple of games that don't matter. I know NBA is going on. we got the college football playoffs, bowl season, but I wanted to take this time to give a kind of how-to or just kind of a Sunday special overlook because all of these games are on Sunday. We're going to go through the schedules and then we're going to do some odds versus SPY and then we'll finish it off with some NBA and college football playoffs. But a quick question. Yes. It's a special event. I didn't get that memo. I'm wearing a t-shirt. Do I need uh, to change? Shit. Um, do I need my tux? I mean, uh, yeah. Get out the monopoly man suit again. We need that. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Terry, how are you feeling as a Dolphins fan heading into week 17? They have a game against the Bills at one o'clock. We'll first check in with the fans um, of, of, you know, our podcast hosts here. What do you feel about the Dolphins chances? Uh, The Bills line, Bills still favored minus one and a half. So expecting some Bills to start, um, you know, they're not going to rest like the Steelers look like they're doing, like the Chiefs look like they're doing. How do you feel? What's your, uh, give us your percentage take on, on, on what's going to happen. Uh, I feel good. I'll talk as a fan first and as a better second. I feel good. I would like them to make the playoffs. I think we have a very good shot of making the playoffs. We, because I am on the team, I am invested in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also come, I'm at peace with whatever happens. It is We are playing with house money. Of all the teams that would miss, that could miss the playoffs, if we miss the playoffs, it's not the least bit surprising. We have nothing to lose. We're not supposed to be here. And that top five pick from the Texans probably doesn't doesn't hurt it's either. Pretty awesome. And then <laughs> as, as a better, I don't, I don't think any no one picked this game, so I, I'll talk about it a little bit. But I think a lot of I like the Dolphins possibly as a live play depending on what happens in the Steelers game. Because if the Steelers start getting blown out, there's no reason for the Bills to keep their starters. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, something yeah. to watch that, you know, maybe Josh Allen starts, comes out in the second half, you pop, pop the Dolphins line, whatever it's at, um, if they're losing or, you know, if it's, if it's a close game. But, uh, again, house money. I feel confident that we can pull this off. Good defense, but – you know, whatever happens, happens. And it's good that you started this off with the analysis on the scoreboard watching because the NFL, the way that they did this was smart because they split things up in terms of time zones with the 1 o'clock games and the 4 o'clock games. But there really isn't a lot of there, – there's one scenario we'll get into in the 4 o'clock games where a game in the, in the 1 p.m. game kind of matters in terms of teams taking off, um, you know, 4 p.m. team – taking off or arresting starters, depending on what happens in the 1 p.m. game. But, uh, Joe, let's go to you and Corey next about the Giants because they are also playing at one. Hosting the Cowboys, Cowboys line was at two and a half, got up to three a little bit, then all of a sudden steamed down yesterday to minus one and a half. So how do you feel about the Giants 
knowing that a they have to win and b that the Washington football team has to lose at eight o'clock. Uh, Producer Corey, we'll start with you first. Couldn't be more complacent in my feelings here. <laughs> Obviously, the Giants are going to pull this off, um, just so that I have more hope that they can crush later on. Also, the Cowboys are going to lose this game. Wow. You heard it here first. Um, I disagree. Joe, what do you think? No shit. You, you Mr. Redskin, Rivera, Dom. I uh, agree. Oh, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, well, we got to, we got to bleep that producer Corey. Bleep yourself. Uh, Joe, you go ahead. <laughs> no censorship. Um, no, I, I think that this is, I like our chances in this game against the Cowboys. Um, I think the bigger question is going to be, can the Eagles actually play spoiler or not? Um, which I think is going to be a tougher, tougher task for, uh, you know, for Jalen Hurts to kind of overcome as uh, a rookie quarterback against this Washington defense. So uh, I'm less concerned about the Giants and more concerned about the Eagles uh, in this situation. Um, I think that there's, I think the Giants, I, I, I hit them at plus three, and then uh, the line moved uh, pretty rapidly uh, this afternoon or yesterday afternoon. Um, so I, I like their chances. I mean, they hung in tight when it, it was actually the game. I think that that got hurt. Um, they, they lost by the Giants lost by three. It was, um, so because Dak got hurt. Yeah. And, and I think it is it, a lot of it has to do with, uh, with Dak. I think if the, you know, if Dak is healthy, they probably win that the Cowboys probably win this division pretty easily this year. Um, but I, I still think that there's a chance that, uh, the Giants can win this game and, you know, I, I'm looking more towards the Eagles. Do you, do you even want them to make the playoffs? Yes. At this point. Yeah. <laughs> At this point. Yeah. Cause like we already are going to have like kind of a, the draft picks are already going to be kind of shit anyway. So I'd rather them just make the playoffs. Um, see how it goes. They're such a bad football team. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, you got a lot of things stacked against giants fans here. One is Daniel Jones's performance as a home quarterback. Uh, He's so bad. He's so bad. Terry has talked about this. Uh, the giants haven't scored 20 points in five weeks, uh, in a game. So hanging with the Cowboys offense should be fine. You're going to lose. Why score more points? (laughs) Fair. Um, and then I try. And then on the Washington football team side, um, we'll talk more about this in the odds versus SPY, but you know, you're in the Rivera zone, the Eagles, you know, the, the consensus in terms of analysts and the media has cooled on Jalen hurts. I saw on PFF an article that he's actually been one of the worst rated quarterbacks on PFF in the last three weeks, even before uh, the, the game last week. So, you know, I don't know if hurts is the answer. He's definitely more of a project right now. And then you have this, a lot of important players potentially resting, you know, Fletcher Cox got binged, uh, dang, you know, dinged up in that game, uh, <laughs> against, <laughs> against, you got, a, you got, a, you got a lot of things. Did you just have a stroke? To him. <laughs> 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 he had a lot of things happen to him in that Cowboys game. He's questionable when he left the Cowboys. I think that's where they came back and scored a bunch of points. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot to, to look at, but one, 1 PM, I've sorted these in terms of games that don't matter, games that matter for seating and then playoff spots. Games that don't matter, we'll touch on at one o'clock. And we're going to act like we're watching the game because I know that on Sunday, one o'clock, there's football on all day, going to be parked in front of the red zone, scrambling around, trying to figure out scenarios. So we're going to go through like we are watching these games. So the games that don't matter, I want to get your take on them first because we can just throw them away. Vikings minus six and a half at the Lions. Anybody touching that game? Oh, 
<laughs> oh. I think they just ruled Dalvin Cook out too. So big, uh, maybe some Madison props. Jets, uh, yeah, I you know I can't see the Lions winning another game given the shit show that they showed up with uh, last week against the Buccaneers. And the Vikings have been the better team down the stretch, but if it, you know, good luck to you and uh, good for you if you're betting that game. Jets at the Pats, <laughs> next game that doesn't matter. Uh, Terry, a little teaser here. Um, I think you like one of these teams. I like the Jets. Jet up, baby. J E T S. Jets. 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 Jets are. Are they the? Are they one of the best teams in football right now? Two wins. I think they are. I mean, you you in a row. I'll give them. Just give them that Raiders win too, and that's that's three in a row. I mean, is Gase coaching for his job here? Weeks. I mean, if they won that, if if they won that Raiders game, there could the possibility could have occurred where the dolphins would have gotten a better draft pick than the jets yeah because of the titans and that would have been hilarious well we'll go into more in oz versus spy on your jets pick uh for seeding purposes falcons at bucks this is the first game we're going to look at that actually matters bucks are sitting at the five seed right now if they win they will clinch the five seed they have a chance of falling out of the five seed if the falcons beat them and the rams win uh later at four o'clock any shot that the falcons can win this game right now the falcons i are uh, they believe they're at six and a half six and a half yeah, and a half, yeah. so these games, these teams played two two weeks ago. Falcons were up seventeen nothing at halftime. The Bucks are the number two rated team in weighted DVOA. Kind of look to be hitting their stride here. Uh, now we're at home. What do you guys think about this game? Uh, I I don't know. I feel like the Fal- I feel like the the Bucks want to lock in that five seed. I don't think that you want to have to go play uh, potentially the Saints. Like if you lose. Um, I don't, I don't think they want to lose. I think they want to play whoever comes out of the NFC East. So I, I'd imagine that they try to win. I don't know if they're going to cover because um, you can kind of get a backdoor situation there. Because um, I could see in the fourth quarter, if you're up, you know, two scores or like a little bit, something like that, they might pull some of the starters uh, just because they might feel like they are in a position to be able to do so. So I, I, I'd probably stay away from it, but I think that the Bucks probably win this game. I, Real quick, I, Terry. I like I like the Falcons. Raheem Morris still coaching audition for that job or any other NFL job out there. Bucks revenge. He let one get away last time they played, and um, I I still think they have they have you know something something to play for, something to prove against you know a team that they could you know ruin their seating and have to you know go to Green Bay or Seattle or you know I forget the third one, the Saints. Um, so. I, I, grown men getting a paycheck every week. I wouldn't write them off. Yeah. I think this game's kind of mm, faded a little bit in terms of betters minds because, you know, the Buccaneers have a playoff seating. They're kind of just chalking it up. Bucks win. I think the Bucks do win, but I think the Falcons are a pretty live dog at six and a half. And, you know, they, they, they've been playing tough down the stretch. They just held the chiefs to 17 points. Should have went to overtime with them last week. So, I would be careful about the Falcons and overlooking the Bucks. I will just just posit that, um, even though this game doesn't really mean much in terms of seeding, um, given the Rams' status. But we'll get to them in a little bit. Playoff games, four o'clock. We already talked about the Bills, Dolphins. We already talked about the Giants, Cowboys. Um, obviously, Cowboys, Giants. Loser is out of the playoffs. Winner needs Washington to win. 
Bills fighting for the second, third seed. Um, and then the Dolphins are fighting for a playoff spot right now. The Dolphins sit at the fifth seed. Let's talk about the Steelers and Browns first. This is the first of the other two games um, at one o'clock. I was shocked that the line was seven. And I'm even more shocked that the line is now Browns minus 10. And I will tell you why. I understand that the Steelers um, are resting players. And they, they, I think they're resting Roethlisberger. They really haven't said who exactly they're resting on defense. But this is a franchise and a coach that has owned the Browns. I think I have the statistics. I'll pull it up in a second, really, here. Um so last 15 games between the Steelers and Browns, the Steelers are 12-2-1. They did have a tie in that uh, at some point. I think it was like three years ago. And then Tomlin in week 17, he's 11-2 and two straight up. And his only two losses are last year against the Ravens and then his first season as a head coach in 2007. So you have the Browns needing to get into the playoffs, needing a win to – probably make the playoffs because a lot of these teams are favored big except for the dolphins but they need a win to break a very long playoff streak their fans are chomping at the bits there's a lot of pressure on them and then you have the steelers who have owned them a coach who has owned them it's a rivalry for some all intents and purposes even if they're sitting a couple starters I just this this seems to me and I've seen a lot of talk on Brown's Twitter like they're not really they're worried. They're very worried because they've seen their franchise just be a shitty franchise for the last couple of years. And it's like almost poetic that the only shot that they have in the last couple of years to make the playoffs gets gets fucked up by the Steelers. I will. Why, why I will, would you take the Browns? I will, speak on, Browns, I will Browns. speak on this, though, as a Dolphins fan, as a naysayer, and woe is me. Everything will go wrong if it can go wrong. it's just ingrained in their nature, but I don't, I'm going to push back. I don't think they blow this game. I think the loss to the jets, I don't know if I'm going too far. We're going to talk about this later, but I think the loss to the jets was a fluke. I wouldn't put much weight in it. They had no wide receivers missing two offensive linemen, missing two linebackers. I think this is, this week is for you Browns fans. You're going to pull it off. You're going to make the playoffs. You can, you know, pop that champagne. You might get blown out in the playoffs, but this week will be your Super Bowl. You will make the playoffs. And then you look at the Browns in general. Like, I don't even think the Browns, it would not surprise me if they don't make the playoffs. Out of every single team that has the chance to make the playoffs this week, the Browns are the worst overall, uh, the worst weighted team in DVOA at 18th, only behind the Giants and the Cowboys in terms of every single team that's has a chance to make the playoffs. So they also have a negative, negative point differential. So yeah, I like the fact that this, this, like it's, it's 10 points is a lot of fucking points. Yeah. I, I, part of it, me thinks too, like some of these teams, I'm you, you have to wonder too, if like some of these other teams want to lose their games, like whether it's the bills and the Steelers, whatever, lose the game and just let the Browns get in the playoffs because like I, they're not as good as the Colts. So I'm not going to go that far conspiratorially. Why not? Let's open the can of worms. I don't know. You know, so I I don't think it's, I don't think it's totally insane that some of these teams might think that like, like take the bye week. And then, you know, by virtue of doing that, the only team that can keep 
you know, the Colts out of it are the Browns themselves and the Browns, I feel like are good at beating themselves. I'll get into a, a little bit in the chiefs and the Chargers, but there's a reason why these teams have an opportunity to rest because they're much better teams. <laughs> so like even their second string guys, like the, the culture is there to win. Like, you know, the next man up mentality, it's, it's not far fetched to see the Steelers winning this game. I, and I love the Steelers plus 10 Ravens at Bengals, the last uh, seeding, uh, the last playoff potential um, game. And the last game we're going to talk about at one o'clock, 13 point spread here for the Ravens that have, the Ravens have played no one the last couple of weeks, but uh, any, any chance the Ravens lose this game? Uh, I, the Bengals had been frisky. Um, I don't, I think their win over the Steelers was kind of their Super Bowl, and it's kind of it like we saw. I mean, they beat the Texans last week, but I, I think if they lose this game, it's the Ravens that blow it. And I say that because of the pressure that's – I think they have more pressure on them than the Browns do because if they lose and they miss the playoffs, it's the season is, you know, without a doubt an abject failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's then there's all these questions about Lamar. It's like, can he be your quarterback? Blah, blah, blah. Have they figured out Greg Roman's offense? Um, so I think uh, going into this final week, if there's a team that doesn't make the playoffs where it's the biggest failure, it's the Ravens. Fair, fair. Joe, any thoughts on this game? Uh, I would probably wouldn't bet it. Uh, I probably would stay away from it. If, I, if you want to play it, maybe only play the first half. Um, cause I could see, I, I agree. The Bengals have been kind of frisky, could see them putting up a little bit of a fight as this game progresses. 4 PM. So it was yeah, one well, o'clock games. I will say when I started that take, I forgot that they beat the Texans last week when I called their, this, the, the Pittsburgh game, their Super Bowl. in my mind, they had <laughs> lost to the Texans. They're on a roll. <laughs> Some transparency. Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. That's uh anytime a team that has four wins is favored by seven points in uh, late December. That's a little, little questionable. And as you saw, they lost straight up. So 4 PM, two games that don't matter chargers. And this is like the, the just talking schedule wise. There are so many games at four o'clock. This is like yeah. the first time all season. And I'm sure West coast people are happy with how many games are at four o'clock. It took but, them to have games that literally don't mean a rat's ass, like to put more games at the four o'clock slot. <laughs> <laughs> First uh, two games don't matter. Chargers at Chiefs. And this is a kind of, this is similar. I, I view the Chiefs similarly to the Steelers, uh, more so in what I was saying right before uh, we transitioned to the 4 p.m., is that there's a reason why the Chiefs have the ability to rest starters. And I would take Andy Reid with his second team against Anthony Lynn. Like, I, I, it's like it's not far-fetched to make that statement i think and right now the chiefs are underdogs and you know like i said good on you if you want to bet these games that don't matter but i i would i'm probably gonna dabble in the chiefs a little bit yeah might dabble in their money line more so yeah um because i think like you said like we'll i think we'll know right away if the chiefs are going to be competitive in that game or not and like with the three and a half points I'd rather just take the money line. There was also a game like this last year where the Ravens who were the chiefs of last year, you know, the team that had the number one seed locked up, they were 13 and two heading into finals, the the week 17 uh, 
the week 17 game against the Steelers and the Steelers actually were favored just because they had played well down the stretch. I don't believe the Steelers had a chance to make the playoffs at that point, but I remember distinctly saying the Ravens, there's a reason why they're, they're in this position. The culture is there. The defense is good. And they're, I would bet on them to win. And they won by like 28 points and just clean the clock of the chargers uh, of the, of the, of the Steelers. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens here. I mean, the chargers scored zero points. I think it was four weeks ago against yeah. the, the Patriots. So you didn't, you didn't mention Chad Henney. And that's, that's the difference here because Chad Henney, although, you know, Lamar sitting in that game is granted the Ravens had a better defense, but Lamar, I forget who the backup was for Lamar last year. Uh, he won that game, Chad Henney. I was looking at his stats, trying to find something, but you know, he's, he's been in winning games. He hasn't really started a game in like five, six years, but I mean, Dolphins legend. I'm, I'm always back in Chad Henney, you know? <laughs> Next game at one at 4 p.m. It doesn't matter. Raiders at the Broncos. Um, Joe's Broncos. No, I have the Broncos. I bet the Broncos under seven and a half wins. So that already cashed. So I really don't care about this game at all. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how you bet this game. <laughs> These teams. Aren't I would, I would lean the Broncos just because they, I think they have more to play for. I think Drew Locke has a lot more to play for. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm curious. You wonder if that's going to be the next, you know, coach or, you know, quarterback vacancy, uh, you know, going into next season. Um, I, I would say probably, but uh, out of the, out of the four games that don't matter, this is right up there with Vikings lions. You know, yeah, if you bet this, this with all the stuff that's going on, it's, you know, I mean, I, I think you have to take the Broncos um, just because I think the Raiders could still be under the spell of Fitz magic. It might be sleepwalking through this one, you know, yeah. <laughs> All right, two games involved in seeding. Saints playing a rare 4 p.m. game here. I think they moved this game to 4 p.m. because the Packers are the team to watch for the Saints, and they couldn't, you know, they had to play at the same time, so they wouldn't, one team wouldn't take off at 4 p.m. So the Saints need the Seahawks and the Packers to win for them to clinch for them to clinch a number one seat because they need a three-way tie. If the Packers win and the Saints win and the Seahawks lose, then the Saints are the two seed, the Packers are the one seed. But if all three of those teams win, which Joe, you're right, it's weird. Um, if all three of those teams, if, if everything that needs to be happened, so if the Bears beat the Packers, if the Seahawks win and those three teams finish at 12 and four, the Seahawks will have the number one seed. So the Saints need the Packers to lose and the Seahawks to win. Um, right now the spread is at minus six and a half, I believe, and moved up pretty, pretty heavily. I hit it at five. Um, yeah. just when I realized that the saints still had a shot at, at getting the number one seed. Um, I, which, it's just, it's, I would say it's just weird. Are they all at the four o'clock slot? Are they yep. playing? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense then. Yep. Um, yeah. And the, I, and the Seahawks are the other team that plays, um, like I said, at four o'clock that has some impact on seating. Uh, that spread is at six right now. Niners frisky underdog last week against the Cardinals. Um, you know, I don't know if I like the Niners as much this week, just because the Seahawks, I think are in a different league than the, than the Cardinals, but any two takes on this game, on these two games, Seahawks saints. Um, I like the saints. Uh, I'll touch on it a little bit later, uh, as like a teaser. Um, and, 
I could see this being like a weird uh, situation where all these teams win, but I, I mean, I think the Packers probably win too. So um, I think that this will kind of remain the status quo in terms of one, two, and three seeds. I, uh, the Seahawks are an enigma. It's, I think, I mean, at first it was their offense. That was great. And then their defense has picked it up. I think I'd be hard pressed to see them winning this game by more than a possession. So I, I might lean a little bit on, on the, the 49ers who are, have nothing to play for. And this is kind of, I think a, a Shanahan game is just show stuff and play spoiler. Um, and CJ Beathard got a second ever win as a starter. So he's, he's got the hot hand. Going yeah. Into I, this game. I was gonna say, I, if anything, I like the, uh, in the Seahawks 49ers game, I kind of like the under, um, it's a divisional game. Seahawks defense has kind of ticked up and, uh, I could see this being, it looks like Pete Carroll is just going to continue to run the football, um, endlessly again. So I could see this being a little bit of a slower paced game as Seattle just tries to, you know, squeeze out a win here. And also confirmed um, from playoffpredictors.com. Shout out to to the guys at playoffpredictors.com. It's been my favorite just playoff analysis site because you can predict every game and the standings lot, you know, update live. It's, it's kind of like ESPN's playoff machine. I think it's called, but I think it's just a little bit better. The format's better. Uh, but the Seahawks do have a shot at being the number one seat. If they win and the Panthers beat the saints and the bears beat the Packers, they are the number one seat. So they do have potentially something to play for. Other than that, they are playing for the two and three seed because, you know, if the saints lose Packers win, they'll bump up to two. So they do have a fighting shot at the number one seed. So, you know, don't look at it as like the Seahawks have nothing to play for because they do have something to play for. The number one seed is technically still on the line. Let's move to the playoff picture games. There's four of them. I think we'll stay in the same vein here in the NFC Packers and bears. Um, this is the game that means the most in terms of playoff picture in the NFC because, you know, outside of the NFC East, because the Rams and Cardinals are going to be watching this game um, very close. I tweeted last week that there was a scenario in which the Rams uh, missed the playoffs. And I gave five games that needed to happen over the next two weeks. Three of them happened last week and then two of them are here. And so it's plausible Right now, two games, two things have to happen for the Rams miss the playoffs. But the pack, the Bears need this game to make the playoffs. You know, they still have a chance to make the playoffs if they lose this game, but win and they're in uh, for the Chicago Bears. And they are five point underdogs right now, five and a half points at some books. What's the take on Packers Bears? Uh, I like the Packers here. Um, this is. I'm going to just talk about it now and, you know, we can circle back on it later, but um, they smoked the bears 41, 25, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I don't really think that the bears are particularly good. They're 14th in weighted DVOA and you're getting, um, you're getting Aaron Rodgers in this game under a touchdown. You're not even getting the six it's under the six. Uh, there's no way that I'm not taking that bet. Um, I think that he's too good. And even on the road, we've seen what he, do, what he's been able to do this year uh, in particular with the way he can, you know, manipulate the defense. There's no crowd noise. Um, I, I like the Packers a lot here at minus five and a half. And I think that he, they wrap up the one seed and he 
it looks like he might win MVP. So um, I, I'd imagine that that might be on his mind a little bit too. He is a competitive guy. That is, that is confirmed. Um, I, if this were six, I would probably take the bears. Uh, I think wasn't it, it Trubisky's first game as a starter after being benched against the Packers. Yes. Um, might've been been his second, but yeah, it was, it was early. It was early. Um, so I, I think, or, or was that the game that Foles got hurt? No, no. I think it was the first game, his first game as a starter, but I, I, I think he's grown as, you know, found his role, his niche a little bit as the quarterback. Now I think their offense looks better with them. Um, their running back Pierce last week just lit it up against it was against the Jags, but still uh, he started like, that game. Yeah, against the Packers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first game he, yeah. he injured himself. Uh, Foles got hurt in the game against the Vikings the week before. Yeah, yeah. I have a memory like an ox. That's what they say. <laughs> um, but I, I think they found their stride as an offense under under uh, Trubisky, and I think that you can do a little bit more than Foles. Uh, so I think. I wouldn't rely too much on what you saw in the Packers game when they played in Trubisky's first, his first second start, I, I will say. Um, so I, I, I like them as a live dog a little bit with six points. Um, but, you know, I think you do have a point that Rodgers is going to come out and try to prove something. And if you, you, you just can't cover Devontae Adams. So just yeah. if he throws yeah. – five touchdowns to him i wouldn't be surprised i think they're going to need at least two turnovers to win this game the bears something's got to happen weird whether it's a fumble um you know on a special teams play or something like that in order for the bears to stay competitive in this game i will say that the bears um winning would be the most fun in terms of the playoff picture so i'm pulling for him i don't know if i'm gonna bet him um but joe's joe seems to like him and i like him too like i said i the betting against Aaron Rodgers sucks at these numbers because yeah. <laughs> it's like, a, it's, it's a slow drain of like, Oh, they're almost here. Just one more drive and they'll get back into one possession. And they like and then, go and, and they go for fourth down every single they fucking time. The they're time. on their, their own, they're on their own 40 and it's like, they're up by eight and then they'll run like a play action. Robert Tanyan is open every single time for two to three yards. I don't know. Yeah. Like watch some film. And then, and then like, and then they'll do that. And then the next time it'll be the exact same fourth and two, and then they'll throw a 40 yard bomb to Adams. So like, it's just, they're, uh, they're so frustrating to bet against uh, and under the touchdown, I have to take them. Um, <laughs> so we have, we'll go to the next game. Then we'll stay in the NFC before we go to the two games in the NFC Cardinals Rams, uh, Jared Goff. Do we have a status on him in this game yet? I think he's out. He's out. That so we have, I have all the stats on Walford, John Walford. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So first, first start. Uh, he played in the AAF and he led the league with 14 touchdown passes in eight games. He completed 63.4% of his passes for 1600 yards. Uh, he ha- did have seven interceptions, but three were all in one game. And he, his passing yards of 1600 uh, ranked second in the AAF. So uh, he played pretty well. And in his five career preseason games, four with the Rams, one with the Jets, uh, he was a 51.5% completion percentage, 338 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. So I don't think it's something that McVay can't coach around. Um, and I think that he's 
he's going to be fine. And uh, I think he, you know, playing those games in the AAF, like I think it's a little bit more of an edge than some other backup quarterbacks, just because he did get like real game experience, which is not always typical when you're the backup. Uh, So he did, he has played meaningful meaningful games recently. Um, so I think that he's a little bit more of a spry quarterback option here than, you know, uh, than a traditional backup. Um, Sean McVay has played the Cardinals seven times in his career. He's won all seven of those games. He's covered in six of them, pushed in the other one. So there is historically a Sean McVay bent to betting the Rams. I think the line is plus two and a half now. It moved to three. three. So yeah, Cardinals three. are Cardinals are three point favorites. The interesting thing here too with the scoreboard watching is, is that the Packers are up by two or three scores late in the third, fourth quarter. Um, the Rams still make the playoffs if the Packers win and they lose. So the only way the Rams are out is if the Bears win and the Rams lose. So if the Packers are cruising in the second half. Um, and the Rams don't want to push it, that could be a, an issue too. Although the Rams would be a seven seed in that scenario, the Cardinals move to six. So um, yeah. there's too much in line to to say, you know, A, watch the Packers-Bears game. I could see that a little bit, but also to see, you know, who they're going to play live with three of those games, you know, the Packers, Saints, yeah. and Seahawks happening at the same time. It's just impossible. So I wouldn't read too much into that. Plus, I mean, like, you still have the fifth best defense in the NFL. Like, those yeah. guys are playing. So, and, and Cliff Kingsbury is a terrible coach. Like, he, I, watching that 49ers game, I was just so happy. Like, him, his decision making on, you know, punting, going forward for two, those kind of things, fourth down yeah. plays, they're just terrible. Like, he, he has no control um, and no feel for the offense. And, you know, it's, it's sad that one of the bears and Cardinals have to make the playoffs, <laughs> but <laughs> that's where we are um, with this NFC. That's just been a shit show uh, from the beginning Two AFC games before the APM game Jags at the Colts and Titans at the Texans. Um, so these are the two AFC games in terms of the five teams that are fighting to go in at the four o'clock window. If all three of the Browns, Dolphins, and Ravens win, the Colts still can make the playoffs if the Titans lose. But if one of those teams, it gets a little weird. Um, Like, let's just say the favorites win, which would be the Ravens, the Bills, and the Browns. Um, The Colts would be going in um, to the 4 o'clock game having clinched. But they would still have a chance to win the division. Division parlay is so- actually no. I'm sorry. They would not. They they wouldn't. Um, they wouldn't clinch. I'm erroneous. sorry. Erroneous. Erroneous. On erroneous on all counts. Erroneous on all counts. They have to win. They have to win. Scratch that. That doesn't. That don't, don't worry about that. So so this game's gonna matter no matter what. Um, unless. Uh, yeah. No. This game's gonna matter no matter what. This is like us doing math. um yeah it matters no matter what so the jags are i think this game this line moved to 13 
Is it? I thought. The, it oh, it's it's fourteen. It's fourteen. It moved back up to fourteen. Jesus the, Christ, guys! The, the Jaguars beat the Colts week one of the NFL season. The Jaguars are locked into the number one seed. This game means uh, this number one draft pick. This game means nothing to them. Um, so they can just play with house money. The Colts, a lot of pressure on them. Um, and then the Titans and Texans. Titans are minus six and a half or minus seven and a half against the tight uh, the Texans. What are your thoughts on these two games? Is any of these teams a live dog? I think the Jaguars, Jaguars are a live dog. I will leave it at that. I will always bet against Phillip Rivers in a must-win game. They don't even like they can still win, but I think it's going to end up being closer than people think and the odds makers think. Yeah, yeah, 14 points is a lot of points. Yeah. I wouldn't put too yeah, I wouldn't put too much weight in last week's game against the Bears because they needed to lose that game. And yeah. they kept showing stats of uh Gardner Menchu, how he's like second or first in touchdowns for the team, or I forget what the time span was, and like last or lowest interceptions, blah blah blah. And yet they still had Mike Glennon out there slinging it. So like Gardner, the quarterback that would give them the best chance to win, Gardner Manchu. I'm not sure who's going to start this week, but if you got Gardner out there, I, I really do. I like the Jags. Yeah. <laughs> um, Titans, Texans, real quick. Everybody's kind of le- like, I get the Watson under seven and a half, and these teams did play in a game that the Texans should have won um, earlier this season, went to overtime, and then the Titans got the ball and just won the game in overtime. But the Texans have not looked good. Like it would not surprise, like everything, every betting rule feel just prior analysis makes you want to take the Texans at plus seven and a half. And Terry, I know you'll talk about this later, but there's just something in me that sees a Titans blowout. So. Yeah. I I mean, I feel like it's like the Texans are either going to win or get their brains beat in. (laughs) Like, I don't think that there's anything, I feel like there's no in the middle, Um, but you never know. Like they don't really have, they don't have their draft pick. So like they really don't have a reason to not try. Um, And I feel like Watson, the narrative around Watson is getting to be a little weird because I feel like it's just like, can he win? So like if he's in this spot where it's kind of like a playoff game for the Titans um, it's, you know, at least it's a way for him to maybe save a little bit of face on this season, which kind of has sucked for them overall. Who's asking if he can win. I feel like he an idiot. When does he win? Like he when won a he national win championship. He beat Alabama machine. Oh, in college. Sure. Yeah. He's not winning in the NFL. Oh, he did his best under Bill O'Brien. What more do you want from him? <laughs> I guess I don't know. He won a he won a couple division titles, right? Yeah, or, and then he yeah, lost in the playoffs. So I, I don't know. I just think Jesus. that there's. I think his narrative is just not really. Great. Go host a go host a radio show on WFA. <laughs> <laughs> Meet Locker right. Joe. Before we get into the APM game, which I'll just I'll just put that in the odds versus SPY because I have the first pick there. Browns, Dolphins, Ravens, Titans, Colts are the five AFC teams that have a playoff spot on the line. Right now, if you take every single favorite, which means the Ravens, Bills, Browns, Colts, Titans, the Dolphins would be the eighth team out. Colts would be the seven seed, Browns six seed, Ravens five seed. I am going to go out on a limb here and say one of these teams, the Browns, Dolphins, Ravens, Titans, Colts, 
I'm going to go on a limb and say two of them lose. How many of these teams do you think lose out of the five that need to win in the AFC? One. No, two. Two. One, two, 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 two. Okay. Definitely yeah. two. I'm going to say, I'm going to say two. One, two, uh, two. two. <laughs> it's going to be a weird week and it's going to be a fun week. Hopefully I, I think one of those teams, one of the one, Ravens, one. Dolphins, Browns are going to lose in, in the, in the one o'clock window, but, um, no, Which would I'm going full anarchist five. <laughs> <laughs> so if every one of those teams lost, which means the Bengals, Bills, Steelers, Jaguars, Texans win. Uh, we would go into the playoffs the same way we have now with the Colts sitting at the eighth seed. So <laughs> how about that? Um, no chance. Not anarchy. <laughs> Let's go into the odds versus SPY. We are 60, 47 and one for a 6.4 per 8% ROI. Um, and the SPY is up 9.16%. We are falling behind here with around a two and a half, uh, you know, falling behind in ROI. This is the segment where we try and beat the S and P 500. Uh, we have done it pretty much all, all season, except for these last two, three weeks. Um, so this is, we'll continue this into at least next week with the wild card because we're going to have um, six wild card games next week. But I'll start it off and I'll touch on this 8 PM Washington at Philadelphia game because you probably realized and probably if you've been listening to this podcast knew that I, this is where I was going Ron Rivera zone again we're running it back I watched that Washington I watched I listened to it on the radio the first half and Washington for as bad as Dwayne Haskins was and RIP to Dwayne Haskins was released after the game the Washington football team's defense is just so good like they're, they're so good. I, I can't, I can't emphasize how good the Washington football team's front line is. And they held the Panthers to zero points in the second half. They had a quarterback, Taylor Heineke come in, who was off a of practice squad actually looked pretty good. Uh, Steven Sims dropped a pass in the end zone that, would have given them a chance to get a three and out stop before, uh, you know, getting, having to do the onside kick and all that. And they looked good. The biggest question here on the Washington side is whether or not Terry McLaurin plays, because I think he just opens up so much for that offense because he takes a lot of double teams. He gets a lion's share of the targets at eight targets a game, but Ron Rivera, it's his divisional lose. This is why the NFL put the, this game at eight o'clock and, I just can't see an Eagles team like having much to play for. I think that, you know, yes, Jalen Hurts, another audition game for him, but Washington football team has really uh, curtailed running quarterbacks. They held Russell Wilson to 20 points. And I just, I just don't see how the Washington football team line isn't higher given everything. I think people are putting a little too much emphasis on Alex Smith here. And yeah, if Alex Smith played last week against the Panthers, would they have won it? Yeah, but they would have had to come back again. They had that botched uh, punt return for a touchdown 
at the beginning of the game and they still couldn't really move the ball and they still only lost by a possession. So, you know, if Alex Smith played last week, would we be having this, this discussion this week? Maybe, but I don't think it really would have changed much given Alex Smith, you know, hasn't been like, he's been a good game manager for them. He hasn't been like an all world quarterback. I think people are putting too much um, stock in Alex Smith here. So I'm going to go with Washington football minus one and a half. Um, You know, this game was a game we didn't discuss. So I'd like to get your guys thoughts on this as well. Aren't you like, I feel like you have to be concerned to some extent about the quarterback situation. So Taylor Heineke, I watched, I watched it and he was good. Granted the Panthers might've been sitting back in soft coverage, but you know, if Fletcher Cox doesn't play for the Eagles, I think I'm not concerned at all. Um, The Eagles defensive backs have been terrible all year. Uh, Washington will have Gibson, um, so, you know, maybe they establish the running game a little bit more. So then the, you know, if Fletcher Cox is not in the game, maybe they establish the running game a little bit more than they could against the Panthers who had kind of a stingy defense all season. So I'm, am I concerned? Yes. But the blueprint for them all season has been playmaking defense and the Eagles with a rookie quarterback in his fourth game this is going to be the toughest defense he's faced. And I would much rather be on the side of the team with, you know, a top five DVOA defense rather than betting a rookie quarterback who has a depleted team and a four win team that has nothing to play for. Yeah. I mean, I I think you're right. If Fletcher Cox doesn't play, it kind of changes this dramatically really, but like the Eagles do have the 12th best rush defense according to DVOA. So, I mean, establishing the run game, I, I can see the Eagles basically just saying like throw the ball against us and beat us that way. Um, which I wouldn't feel super confident having a rookie quarterback come in there and do that. But I don't feel confident about Daniel Jones either. So like, there's that <laughs> like very few quarterbacks that you can have like that much confidence in. So I, I don't know. Uh, I, I probably would stay away from this game. I don't like it. Um, but especially with the quarterback situation, I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's really tough to ask a, a, a rookie quarterback to come in and win a must win game to get into the playoffs. I mean, I was telling you, every, everybody's going to be betting this game because nothing is going to go the way we think it will. I want o'clock and four o'clock and people are going to be chasing (laughs) at 8 PM. So I think the, I I actually think by game time, if Alex Smith is playing, I think this, this game has a shot to go to minus four. Like I think the line will move that much just because of how many people are going to be wanting to, are wanting to bet on this. And they're going to go with the team. Cause I think the public generally likes to bet teams that, need to win and get in they like to bet teams in that spot so yeah i i will point out that taylor heineke has a perfect passer rating under pressure at 158.3 no his he he had 25 snaps for pff (laughs) he had 25 snaps in pff and I, cause I was watching the game and I was like this guy like where the fuck was this guy a whole second half and he has like an 82 passer rating in the, in a granted, very small sample size, but not atrocious. Mascot. Yeah, no, it wasn't. You know. What is their mascot? Old Dominion. I don't know. Are they? They're not even a Division One team. The Gargoyles. We'll say that. We'll say they're the Gargoyles. <laughs> it's right. not a. Uh, it's not a semi truck delivering things. 
leave, go home. That's an old Dominion <laughs> joke for those who drive. It's like WB Mason. Mm. <laughs> um, all right. That's my first pick. Watch the football team minus one and a half. Let's keep the rest of them quick because we've already discussed most of these games. So just let's get these picks in and go on with our, with our NBA college football. Whatever it does. Uh, so my first pick, I talked about it already. Packers minus five and a half. You get the minus five, go for it. Um, Bears are getting more of the money right now on the spread, but uh, I don't, I don't buy that. So Packers minus five and a half. Joe ending the year with favorites, and I will end the year with underdogs. With my first pick, I am taking the Texans of Houston plus seven and a half. Doubt, doubt it all you want, but I am betting on Deshaun Watson to keep this game close. The Texans have three losses in the division, two to the Colts, one to the Titans. All three of them have been a possession. They've lost by a possession. So I am counting on this trend to continue against a familiar foe, the Tennessee Titans. Deshaun puts the team on his back to shut the haters up like Joe, who says he can't win, uh, and will cover the seven and a half points. Second pick, sticking with the dogs. And a familiar and profitable team that has been on my list the past few weeks, and that is the New York Football Jets. Three and a half. If it is still three, I still like it. I'm keeping it no matter what against the New England Patriots, the Bill Belichick's. I, analytics aside, I think you know they match up well. The Jets' defense are going to stack the box. What they do well, you saw it last week against the Cleveland Browns, um, in stopping the run and make Cam uh, pass the ball if he is even going to play. I'm not sure. Um, they might throw Stidham out there to see what he's got. But I, as I previewed last week, I think this is an ultimate Bill Belichick troll move to lose this game, make the Jets. Dra- I don't know if their draft pick can get any worse. I think though. I think they're at three. I think they're at yeah, two. I don't yeah, think I it think can. But I don't think Bill wants a better draft pick by getting a win. So um, reports came out: Adam Gase is getting fired after this game, no matter what. He wants to put out some good tape as he's a free agent, I think Bill wants to keep him in a league because he sucks. So maybe <laughs> this, game, this game and Gase will probably just want to stick it to the management and owners because he's an egomaniac um, and uh, win this game. And plus Donald's got something to play for as well. So give me the New York football jets plus three and a half, a game that no one should watch, but I will be watching because I bet on it. That's fair. I, I, I think, the, uh, I think you're right with Belichick. Um, my next, his, pick, his dog, he might send his dog, like his, like he sent to the draft. He might send his dog to coach. Yeah. Like I, I don't see why, like I said, I said this last week, I just don't think that the Patriots are trying to win. As soon as they got eliminated, they just did not. I feel like they just wouldn't give a fuck. Which, he, like, which he looks like an idiot now because everyone's caught on that. He's sucked at the draft for the past few years. So now he looks like a giant idiot for putting his dog out there. Like his dog could do better. His dog might do better. His dog might be able to draft a wide receiver. That's competent. I'm done with my bill Belichick. Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling confident because they're having a losing record for the first time in 20 years. 
Well, you got me so confident in these dogs that I'm going to be taking a dog now. So I, I mentioned it before. I'm taking the Rams plus three. Uh, I am backing our boy, Wofford. Walford, however you say his name. Uh, he played quarterback at Wake Forest. He was second team all ACC in 2017. Uh, and he is the AAF passing touchdowns leader of all time. So we're backing him. We're taking the Rams plus three. <laughs> the ACC and the AAF, two breeding grounds for quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, that's where you get all the consummate. I actually think, well, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan yeah, the ACC actually Matt did Ryan, have some quarterbacks. Matt Ryan, Deshaun <laughs> Watson. Philip Rivers, Deshaun Watson. Sean um, McVay called. Dan, Daniel Jones. <laughs> Sean McVay said that Walford reminds him of Doug Flutie. So... We're here. What a fucking! I don't know. I don't know where yeah. he came up with that, but uh, Jameis Winston also Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, yeah, so make, yeah make fun Mitch, of Mitch, 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 Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, Trubisky. and and he's kind of fast. Like they, you know, he uh, he had a forty yard dash time of four point seven seven, a little bit faster than Goff. So we well, might maybe we'll see some play op, you know, some read options here. I'll take I'll take Russell Wilson too before he goes uh, yes. to Wisconsin. That's no, nah, he's a, he's a Big Ten quarterback. No, nah, I don't think so. Chris Winky. Um, yeah. All right, we're gonna stop. Uh, anyway, Rams plus three. <laughs> I am going to bet the Steelers plus 10. Uh, like I talked about before, this this line is just too much for a team that's owned the Browns. Browns have the most, other than the, the Ravens, the most pressure on them to win. And they're playing a team that even though they have some second teamers in there, I think the culture is there and there, there's a reason why they, they have a chance to rest. So, And then there's a reason why the Browns are fresh off a loss against the Jets going to play in for the playoffs. And then my third and final pick, I'm going Cowboys minus one and a half. Uh, I didn't really chime in too much when Joe was uh, salivating over the Giants earlier in this podcast. But but, um, here's a quick, this is why I'm going to bet them here. Other than the fact that they've won four straight or three straight and they've looked really good and the Giants have looked got off on offense. Who has the higher ranked defense on DVOA between the Cowboys and the Giants? I mean, the I reason the, the reason why I'm asking it is because you probably would have been shocked to know if we said this three weeks ago, back when the Giants were off their win against uh, Seattle. Uh, Dallas has the higher ranked uh, defense on DVOA, so if the Giants aren't that great on defense anymore. And they're terrible on offense. Why wouldn't I back the team that's hot and has a lot of playmakers? So I'm going Dallas minus one. Because it's the NFC East and chaos yeah. reigns. That's why. Right. That's a good point. That is a good point. Fair. Doesn't show up in the box score. Yeah. yeah. Intangibles. Joe and Terry, hey, take us out. Uh, my last pick is Saints minus six and a half. Got to end this uh, regular season with a favorite. And, uh, you know, they have something to play for. This line has moved kind of dramatically from the, I think it would open at four and a half or five, and now it's six and a half. Definitely would grab it under seven. Um, and the Panthers have neither of their running backs uh, available. Christian McCaffrey's not playing. Mike Davis isn't playing either. Uh, so I think that that just limits Teddy Bridgewater's already kind of thin options on offense. So, uh, the saints defense is really good. And, uh, I think that they do their part in trying to secure the number one seed. Uh, so, and they cover that six and a half. 
Hmm. Interesting. Uh, okay. My last pick. I haven't, I, I never, I didn't announce it. Um, I'm on the edge of my seat. I know I'm between two. I'll pull, I'll pull the curtain back and let you inside the brain of me. Uh, I'm between the dolphins plus two, assuming that, uh, the, the Browns have a, have a, a decent lead in their, uh, in the miles Garrett revenge game against Mason Rudolph. Um, and the Jaguars plus 14 is announced. James Robinson's season's done. Mike Glennon, Mike Glennon is the starter and DJ Chark did not practice today because of his shin injury. So because of those three things I just said, I'm going to take the Dolphins plus two. They're making the playoffs. They're going to win right out. They're going to win the Super Bowl. All right, let's and what they're going to do, they're going to, I mean, all they got to do is they just got to keep flip-flopping between Fitz and Tua. Think about it. Tua came in in relief in the national championship game, and they won the national championship. Fitz has come in for Tua and played, you know, he won the game against the Raiders. So I think if they just keep subbing in for each other, just flip-flopping, they're just going to ride that to a championship. All right. So we are 60, 47, and 1, 6.48% ROI. We're chasing the SPY at 9.16. Recap of the picks. I'm on Washington football team minus one and a half. Surprise. Steelers plus 10. Cowboys minus one and a half. Joe is Packers minus five and a half. Rams plus three. Saints minus six and a half. And Terry, Texans plus seven and a half. Jets plus three and a half, was it? Uh, yeah. If it's still out there, three is fine as well. Three, three and a half for three. And then the Dolphins plus one and a half. So two at William Hill, man. Don't I need that. Two at William Hill. All right. I mean, you needed that half point last week when they won but didn't cover. All right. NBA college football playoffs, real quick for pods and racks. Joe, how's your NBA going? NBA is looking pretty good. Um, the Nets are as advertised. They are really fucking good. And uh, losing Dinwiddie is problematic in terms of their depth. I think it probably takes them out of a James Harden trade situation. Um, but let's, I mean, James Harden is something else. Like guy just rolls out of bed, had a couple of lemon pepper wings and just fucking drops 44 and 17 in his first game. <laughs> like it's, he's unbelievable. So I, I would, I would be looking to see if the Sixers make a decision when they realize that the Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid combo is not really working uh, and trade Ben Simmons for James Harden. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I also think the, well, the Nets are playing the Hawks yesterday. Uh, I wrote this game. <laughs> that just makes no sense with yeah. the English language. No, but so the Nets played the Hawks yesterday. I think that the Hawks are frauds. I don't think the Hawks are good. Um, and I think the Nets should dismantle or should have dismantled them. Hopefully I'm right. Uh, I don't recall, but, and then the other, I love this, this time travel by Joe. Yeah. A couple of the teams that are just like, use the future perfect tense. So we all know what you're saying. You're scaring yeah. us. I don't know. The, uh, the, the Pacers are good. I like the Pacers a lot. Um, and the Warriors look awful. The Warriors look so bad. Uh, uh, real quick, you can you shit it on my uh, 
Timberwolves take. Timberwolves are a bad basketball team. They're hey. awful. They just got beat by both LA teams by like a combined 50 points. But you're like the two best teams in the league taken from producer Corey, taken from producer Corey at the beginning of the podcast. If you're going to lose, why, why try? <laughs> those why teams score? are those, why those, score? those, why those score? the why yeah. score, why score. If there are teams that are the two best teams, arguably in the NBA, and they're not in your division, and you needed to win the division to take home my plus five thousand bet. Just lose them. I don't care. That that bet's awful. Like the best part about it's, the best part about you tweeting that bet out was, was that you coupled it with Carl Anthony Towns to win MVP in a shortened season when they said that Carl Anthony Towns is going to be reevaluated week to week for a wrist injury. I <laughs> bet I bet like I threw like some Chipotle guac money on okay. Carl Towns. Right. I didn't right. bet the, the divisional. <laughs> yes. Like the divisional, I probably should have had my Piscataway connections. Give me the Intel on Carl Towns before I made that bet. Yeah, but, I, but, I the, just, but the, but the, but the bet did go down. Um, it is, I think plus 2,500 right now. So, oh boy. <laughs> so I cut the value in half. When I see value, I take value. Can so you cash it out. If anybody, blocked. I'll put it on prop swap, <laughs> put it on prop swap. Anybody wants to, wants to, buy yeah, I, to win the Northwest division. Joe's just looking at you like a, <laughs> a parent looks at just like a child. Like a stupid <laughs> idea. Like, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Jared Culver, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is pretty, pretty solid. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. But like, they're not winning. That division. <laughs> All right. We got the Wizards uh, tomorrow, New Year's Day. Zards. They might win that game. They might win that game. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think and then if you put hopefully you put in the Halliburton rookie of the year bet when I suggested it because he looks fucking awesome. Um, so, uh, that's, I think that's going to be a great bet. Um, More people making money on Hal Burton. Love him. <laughs> Am I right? College football playoffs. Um, every year, I think we go through this where my big 10 homerism, it's like, why shouldn't I bet Ohio state? They're like eight to one. So that's where I'm at right now. If anybody else has a better take, let me know. Terry, Notre Dame's in it. Notre Dame is in it. College football playoff is this Friday. What a way to ring in the new year is possibly seeing Notre Dame get blown out by Alabama. I took it at 19 and a half. I, I think it is too many points. If you look at the Clemson game where the Notre Dame struggled was on offense against Clemson's defense. I don't Trevor Lawrence didn't really make a difference uh, in that game in terms of their offense against Notre Dame's defense. The game was lost um, when, you know, Notre, Clemson's defense was full strength. Um, Alabama's defense is not as good. Uh, I think this will be a high scoring affair. Um, Notre Dame's going to have to put up some points to, to keep up with, um, Matt Jones and, and Devonta Smith, uh, connection. So, uh, I, I like, I like the points. It's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little different game than the Clemson game in terms of the Ohio state Clemson game. Uh, I do like, I, I will, I will lean towards your big 10 favoritism, and, and would look to take Ohio State at seven and a half. Dabo is just throwing all the bulletin board material to, uh, to Ohio yeah. State before, before this game like an yeah. idiot. The guy does not know when to shut up. Like, you already made the playoff. Notre Dame made the playoff. You did your job supporting the ACC. Now you just shut the fuck up. Um, and, you know, Ohio State definitely has a bad taste in their mouth from last year where they really did control the game against uh, Clemson in the semifinal. Um, 
but then, you know, we're driving down the field and, and fields through the pick in the end zone uh, where the receiver fell down. So I, I think it's going to be another close game uh, to, you know, all the, all the NFL scouts will be there with the, with the two top rated quarterbacks. Um, and I would take, you know, the points at seven and a half. They, um, uh, and Dom's theory that Ohio State is more well rested because they've only played six games. <laughs> yeah, that it makes kind of sense. <laughs> yeah, it's got some good line movement. Uh, if you're backing Ohio State, I mean, they're getting thirty. They're only getting thirty six percent of spread bets, but they're getting seventy seven percent of spread dollars, which is a huge, huge. Well, it's like though. if you're looking at the two games, it's like, what are the chances that both of them are blowouts? Probably not. You know. I mean, I, there's a possibility I go into this weekend, Notre Dame gets blown out and the Dolphins get blown out and my football season of fandom is over. So we'll see how 2021 treats me right off the bat. You just hop on the Washington football team. <laughs> Got to set the tone. Um, let's talk about Pods and Rex. Producer Corey, Happy New Year. Mm, Happy New Year's Day. A little Eve. early. Sorry. Happy New Year's early. Eve. Eve. It's just a day. It's just a day. It's not just any day, Dom. It's the day where everyone transforms into their new selves. New year, new me. Don't you know that? So so if you remember, last year was ringing in 2020 in the new Roaring Twenties. Everyone and their mom had Gatsby parties. And then I was talking about this uh, with my fiance. It was like the, the little party never killed nobody was a very bad take. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Bad take. Yeah. And I remember seeing like napkins, like a little party never killed nobody. It was everybody's Instagram story with the song. And then now it's a little party has probably killed a lot of people. So bigger parties. Killed <laughs> yeah. More. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, uh, congrats real. to you on the fiance slip just there. Uh, yeah, that yes. Nice. That was Thank nice, you. Uh, Late breaking right? news. Do Thank you recommend you. it? I can't say that I do. <laughs> I, I, f- <laughs> I fully recommend it. Um, yeah, this is this is the second the second fianceism in uh, in the oddscast history, and I think this one's going to work out a little bit better than yours. Yeah, so, we're, uh, well, uh, we could still say that we're two and zero against the spread so far. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, back to my recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> I that no got off the rails saying. quick. Um, Just put that in the front. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll remove that. Um, <laughs> so I have nothing to say about New Year's. 2021 is going to start off just as bad as yesterday was or today is. You don't know that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it could be worse for you, raining. Mr. Dolphins, Irish Dolphin. Um, but I did watch a pretty delightful little series called Murder on Middle Beach. It's not just your typical like murder mystery series where it's like, oh, who did it? Probably the fucking husband or boyfriend. So, Dom, hey, you are now suspect number one. Should anything? I, ever well, go actually, wrong? I, am, I, I am neither of those right now, so couldn't have been me. You're 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 in a healthy True. spot where you're you're almost immediately ruled out. Actually, they're like, oh, they weren't married and it wasn't a boyfriend. Put him to the side. Yeah, um, but it's actually a really cool like. Um, mix of weird shit because the documentary is made by the victim's son. So he's going back into his past, learning all this weird shit about his family. He never knew about like his dad is just like a fucking con man millionaire who is just like basically laundering money across the globe. Um, 
his mom was involved with like a pyramid scheme that was, I don't know if you guys remember the gifting tables. I remember reading a few articles about them like a long time ago. They got really popular around 2008, 2009 when rich white women didn't have anything else to do, but give each other money. Is that like, uh, well, there were, they like the, um, the bracelets and the shit like that. No, you had to show up with 5,000 cash if you were invited and you wanted in. And then I your have job, no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Your job is the next meeting about. to bring two people to give you five thousand dollars. It's, oh, so it's like it's, it's Amway. It's like yeah. Amway. It's uh, incredible. It's like a pyramid uh, scheme, but like in person. Yeah. Yeah. They actually look at your face and take your money. <laughs> um but Honestly, the a lot whole more respect for that. Like just watch the show. Like there's so many weird, intricate things with this fucked up family that you really don't know who the you almost forget it's about a murder for a while. And I was like, oh, shit, we never even got close to coming to an answer here. We've been talking about fucking pyramid schemes for the last 40 minutes. It's really good. I watched it in one sitting because I'm a bum. Uh, enjoy. Happy New Year. What's the name of it? Uh, Murder on Middle Beach. Word. HBO Max. Thank you. Bet. Bet. All right. Who's Max next? Bet. Um, I will recommend ring lights. I just got one and it's fucking awesome. I think that my camera is that, quality is that, is that like a flashlight? Uh, similar. Uh, Joe is fucking his camera while we are recording. Yes. Yeah. Similar. Similar. Is that, is that like, like a, a smaller version of the flashlight? Like a diet Coke. I, you already said the joke. I know. <laughs> so why I, are you doubling <laughs> down on the joke? I'm beating, I'm beating a dead one horse. more time. <laughs> hey Joe. <laughs> I think I think it made the uh I think it makes the camera quality a little bit better on these MacBook Pro or the MacBook Air rather. Uh get a little bit more light. Um Fancy. It's uh it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. It's definitely something that uh I I'm looking forward to it for our video content, but I'm also I also can't wait to just fucking start stunting in virtual court. Um <laughs> wow. <laughs> with the ring light i'm gonna use the microphone it's gonna be something else so i'm gonna be coming in there and uh you know making my presence known virtually can you expense that what can you expense that you do mm, you do point i don't know you, it was a gift so you do have a certain glow to you your Thank skin you. is glowing your yeah. your flesh is very light <laughs> ah, third time Nice. I think I like the third one the best. I'll crown that one the winner. Yeah, that, that was, yeah. Thank you. All right, Terry, what do you got to He's recommend? a little bit lighter-handed, so. Uh, I'm going to recommend um, this band called Shore Shore, where nothing is sure in 2020 or 2021 or in the future. This band is very good and puts you in a good mood. Got a little Fountain Waiting vibe, kind of, not really, a little pop. R.I.P. in peace. Um, yeah, but LA band, I, I, I recommend, um, fat lady, you know, fat lady singing on 2020 or not bringing in with the fat lady song by sure. Sure. All right. Um, that is it for NFL week 17, our special. I um, hope you guys enjoy you didn't it. recommend um, anything. Oh, um, I'll recommend skiing. Uh, we, I went skiing with, uh, Love skiing with, with uh, Terry and some other people, and it was fun. Sounds great, great to very enthusiastic. Yeah, I think I yeah, we just we, we just go skiing. really fun. We've just had a very long podcast, and I want to I want to cut it before we. Uh, Daddy's before we hungry. Dom's Dom. coming down. <laughs> so, 
hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Sunday is going to be a very fun day. Um, and there are scenarios galore and just be prepared for none of them to work out the way that you think, you know, go on a limb. It's kind of like March madness, you know, there's going to be upsets. So, um, that's it for us for Dominic DeLeo, Joe Dallara, Terry takes producer Corey. We will see you in 2021. God bless. Flashlight.